Foodie Films is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Hey there, foodies, and welcome back to another episode of Foodie Films. Of course, this is your host, your chef de cinema cuisine, Kyle Reinfried. What's going on? What's happening? How are you? This isn't just another episode of Foodie Films. This is the hundredth episode. The hundredth episode. I know I was saying it last week, but a part of me really doesn't believe that I got here, that we got here. I, I think it's something of a feat, and I am proud of myself, I am proud of all of us, I am very appreciative of all of you listeners and uh, and followers on social media, you guys, you guys rock, you guys rock, you're rocking around the Christmas tree, I hope you're all enjoying the holiday season, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, that's a 20 third so two days away from christmas so i hope you're rocking around that christmas tree having some pumpkin pie in hollis eating collard greens eating some figgy pudding roasting your fucking chestnuts okay i'm i'm just i'm uh i i really am a little incredulous that <laughs> that i'm talking to you about the hundredth episode and at the same time as as happy and as ecstatic as i am i'm a little sad that you guys are uh getting just just me you know this is uh a la carte kyle a la carte chef de cinema cuisine today i i haven't I haven't really done this since, what, the first, one of the first Halloween episodes, the Garfield one? You know, that's that's a holiday season you think of your favorite cartoons, along with, of course, you know, Christmas time and everything like that, Charlie Brown Christmas, but I think that's the only one, like, you know, episode, it was just me, and I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not a Bill Burr, this isn't, this isn't a podcast to just listen to me i don't have that kind of professionalism and wit to carry and do so but here i am and i'm talking to you guys as i normally do with my cold open but this is this is the episode i just wanted to release something and what whether this is a makeshift hundredth episode or not i wanted to do it and i wanted to recognize getting to a hundred because also i decided to 
do a little what I'm calling a holiday hiatus. Now, what does that mean? Throughout this podcast, throughout this venture, I've changed it up a little bit. What? In the beginning, I decided to, after a certain amount of episodes, to start doing some videos. Those videos, I think I released about 10 of those, but that was that was a lot to keep up with. You know, this is kind of a one-man band operation I got going on here. With, of course, the support and love from the Cage Club podcast network so i was doing those and then i was releasing those short order sessions and between that stuff and i was you know i was bi-weekly or every other week however you want to interpret that and then i was able to kind of catch up once i got to uh, just about a year ago do that amazing city takeover of new orleans where i released those five episodes in a row those five first cuts in a row in honor of of Mardi Gras, which sadly was the last uh, Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras isn't well, not the last Mardi Gras. Sorry, I don't mean to be all pessimist. And, you know, the 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 last one that happened because it's not happening this year. But I got to talk with amazing people over those five episodes, and you got to hopefully learn some more about New Orleans if if you have been there or if you haven't been there yet. It really feels like a home away from home for me and it, i truly believe it's it's the best food city the best music city just a global treasure of a city i mean those five people what justin kennedy of parkway po boys big sam of big sam's funky nation shelly of pat o'brien's max hamlin of cochon butcher and Christian Saunier, the VP of communications for the city. If you're having a good time in the city, he plays a big part in that. So that was amazing. So with doing that takeover, that set me up pretty with a back catalog of episodes between those five and having recorded you know, movie episodes and other first cuts with guests. And then the pandemic hit. And I'm not complaining, I am just explaining that one thing that definitely has happened for me during all this in trying to keep the the podcast fresh and try to have, you know, as many new voices on as possible. It's pretty difficult setting up interviews and whether it's for the movie episodes or for first cuts. So with this being the 100th episode, I felt like it was a good time to kind of take this little, again, holiday hiatus. And nothing's set in stone, but I'm thinking since I'm calling it my holiday hiatus, maybe I'll come back strong for Valentine's Day. We'll find a really fun movie to come back in with, have have a great guest on for that, and then take it from there. And I, I still want to... I want to continue with the movie first cut. I feel like that's a good balance. I mean, this podcast started because, well, you know, the first podcast I ever did was P.S. I Love Hoffman with Brian Rodriguez, who you've heard plenty of times on here. I've been on his podcast, High School Slumber Party, a bunch of times. So when P.S. I Love Hoffman ended, I was saying, you know, maybe I'll do my own kind of thing. And Brian said, yeah, you know, like he was thinking of doing his own podcast as well. And of course, with his much better work ethic than I, he came up with a plan, an idea for a podcast and executed it 
sooner than I, and that's and that's high school slumber party. And then I I I, I was really toying you know toying around with like what what do I want to cover and and just I'm a pretty basic guy in the sense of you know the the things that I enjoy and you know the pleasures in life, and for me that's movies, music, and food. So I started doing a count and I figured out there was at least a solid at, at this time, you know what we're, we're talking a little over two years ago or no more than that. Once I, when I started planning it. So at least two and a half years ago, I did a count and there was a solid 80 plus movies that fell into that category. And I, I thought that that warranted a podcast. So foodie films was born and I released about 20 or so, 25 episodes, and then came the point of where I saw Pat LaFrieda. You've heard that name plenty of times on this podcast besides his first cut episode. And I even did a little video when I went to uh, interview him. He gave me a tour of his facility. Now they've got a second one right down the road, even bigger. I still need to check out that one. But so there's that video on YouTube that you guys could check out if this is if this hundredth episode happens to be the first episode you're ever listening to of Foodie Films, and uh, as I'm 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 being kind of my own historian right now and reminiscing, it's a good time. The holidays are a good time to reminisce. Uh-huh. I see Pat Lafrida posting on Instagram, and he's saying how he will always email people back, and I figured it's worth a shot. And once and he got back to me. Really, you know, just a few days later after emailing him. And I just wanted to talk to him about him and who am I to be a voice of the food and drink world. But you know what? It's a podcast. I've got a microphone and if people want to talk to me, I'm going to talk to them. This is a beautiful world we live in. Yeah, okay, everyone's got a podcast, but this is my podcast. And I wanted to talk to all these amazing people that work in the service industry and Pat was the first, and so first cut was born. And if you guys follow me on Instagram, you saw my nice little tribute to the 39 first cut episodes I've released so far. So in the first 99 episodes, there were 39 first cut episodes and 41 first cut guests. Because remember, there was two episodes. There was the Benjamin Steakhouse where I had uh, Benjamin one of the owners and chef Arturo on. And then I had Liz Lockman, who is a filmmaker and her wife, Susan Feniger, a incredibly successful chef. And those, I mean, all the first cut episodes, just terrific guests and people that I like most of the time, the, the conversation you heard, that was the first conversation I ever had with them besides little emails of uh, when do you want to record this and kind of stuff. So just the few Brant, uh, Alessia, uh, Evan Santiago, them. I had some conversations with beforehand, but the, these first cut interviews, that's the first time I'm meeting them. So I, I just, I can't thank those people enough because who, who am I to them? They they took the time to come on Foodie Films, and I am forever grateful to them. Something I want to do, I, I, I definitely want to, I mean, I want to talk with all of them again, whether it's recorded or not, but I definitely have some ideas that I, I would like to have returning first cuts. So am I going to call it second cut? Am I going to call it, I don't know what. 
I don't know what exactly. If you guys have any suggestions, please reach out. But definitely want to catch up with some of those guests again in in the format of this podcast. And then just the movie episodes. They they kept chugging along. And food movies are interesting, okay? Because I you know I wrote some stuff stuff down for this episode, but I, I didn't really write this down this idea but i've discussed it before but with food movies you know there are some that are just completely about the food and the passion of food whether it's a movie like chef which guys i know you're you're you've heard me talk about it for so long for a hundred episodes now and i would say at least probably what 75% of the time I actually mention it on the episodes and trust me I'm I'm going to get to it uh a little a secret that's kind of what I wanted to do for the 100th episode and have a few guests on but just um unfortunately because of the pandemic I'm trying to be responsible and and couldn't get you know a bu- the people that I wanted to uh, all together obviously in the same room and then it just would have been too hard to record it remotely and I just I love the energy of in-person conversations so forgive me for being picky on that front but we will get to the movie chef with these food movies they're either completely about the passion of food so movies like chef but don't get me wrong and that has there's so much heart in that movie and it's also about family and friends and but, you know, then you have a silly comedy, but uh, like Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Boy, I am just talking about all the movies I haven't covered yet. But these are some great movies that I've been kind of saving in my pocket. Um, I don't know exactly why, but I have. And that movie's a silly comedy, don't get me wrong, raunchy comedy. But it is about the quest for these tasty little burgers that these guys want so bad and just their journey to get there but then you have movies like the cook the thief his wife and her lover that is this dark and twisted story where food is really being used as a metaphor for these these characters and where they are in their lives and just as there's food porn there is that other spectrum of the torture and boy just seeing uh if you listen to that episode with galen howard who i need to have back on that final scene with the fully cooked body i mean does it get any more torturous than that poor poor michael gambin well not poor his character was an asshole a horrible person but michael gambin having to eat a bite of that body Man, that is just the spectrum of food movies. And then you have kid movies. Then you have Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. (laughs) So, again, the spectrum is really, really interesting because it's not like just all these movies are about people that work in a kitchen. But it's just about how food is such a big part of our lives. What one of the most recent episodes was of the last movie episode with fantastic Mr. Fox with Brian Wadsworth, one of my dear friends from my college days. And just like how we talked about on that episode, food 
can really take control and just be a big part of our lives. And that's what I'm really loving to discover with this podcast. You know, back with P.S. I Love Hoffman, I was, you know, already a huge Philip Seymour Hoffman fan. I might not have seen every film of his, but I had a really good understanding of who he was as an actor and and had seen a lot of his films. But with food, with this podcast, a lot of these, a lot of these movies, the journey that that you guys are on with me, I'm 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 right there with you. These are a lot of these movies I'm seeing for the first time, so I'm I'm really enjoying that as well. Now, when it comes to the movie episodes, I did a count, and I've had forty individuals come on and guest, and not, you know some episodes were multiple guests, and then there have been a bunch of people that have been repeat guests. And I, and I just really want to, I mean, thank you all to those guests. Some of those people I had just also met for the first time, or we even just spoke over. No, still haven't met Dave Sedantis in person, but if you heard our last episode of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I think he said it first, and I agreed right away that boy, if we, you know, he he lives in Los Angeles. Oh, I'm sorry, in 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 California. I don't know if specifically in Los Angeles, maybe somewhere, maybe in Orange County. Sorry, Dave, and me living in Jersey City. Uh, but if we lived near one another, I I, I think we'd be hanging out uh, pretty often. You know pandemic excluded <laughs> and and it's awesome that i'm getting to meet people like that but i've had some people on numerous times and i and i really want to thank them uh, of course the the pod father himself joey lewandowski and of course the other cage club podcast network co-founder mike manzi mike is one of my friends from Ramapo as well, and one of my favorite people to talk movies with. He and Joey, how long ago now, guys? Ye- yell in when you're uh, being kind and listening to this episode where I'm rambling. They started Cage Club, and that was just them covering Nicolas Cage movies because they are diehard Nick Cage fans, and they've gone on and have had their own shows and have re- re-teamed up for uh, Watch the Theron and Tom Tom Club and a lot of other great podcasts. And, uh, so of course I had those guys on multiple times, but Brian Rodriguez, one of my oldest friends in the world, my co-host of PS, I love Hoffman host of high school slumber parties. I've had him on, let's see, I wrote down specifically cause I had him on the most. And I've, of course, I've been on his podcast a bunch of times, but I wrote down all the episodes he was on the first one. And these are in uh, chronological order. Coming to America, which guys come, I think, is it March 5th? I've been posting on Instagram and they even, uh, the day I'm recording this, the the day before this episode comes out, because I am who I am and I do what I do. Uh, the, the trailer for Coming to America, clever sequel title, uh, came out. And so, of course, I will have brian on for that when it comes out can't wait to talk about that because remember mcdowell's i mean hakeem works there so and brian even got me i'm looking at it's one of those uh what are they called a funko pops of hakeem did i ever i'll have to take a picture of that and put that on instagram but then he came on and spoke my dinner with Hervé, then my dinner with andre which was 
John Harden, like, you know, his first episode. Then two Friendsgivings episodes. That's when, you know, on each of those episodes, we talked season uh, one through five and then six through ten of the TV series Friends and their Thanksgiving episodes. So the first and only time I've covered TV, I think. Right. Maybe I'll do more of those. And then Big Night. Boy, that's just like a top five of greatest food centric films and I think Stanley Tucci is coming out with like a new show on CNN or something like that. So definitely have to check that out. Last Temptation uh, gave a good run for the is this a food movie. But hey, it's about one of the most important meals of all time, right? Jesus Christ did that with Mike Manzi and Brian. Then The Founder. Great movie. Michael Keaton. Really, you know, I know it's a, a fictional film or, you know, a, uh, a narrative film. So it's not a documentary, but really interesting movie to watch about the starting of uh, you know McDonald's and Roy Kroc. Guess who's coming to dinner? That was the return of John Harden and had Brian on for that as well. Then Fatso, which Brian had no idea why he was on for that episode. I think he was just kind of doing me a favor last minute as to come on as a guest. The Hundred Foot Journey, which we got his wife Nicole, also of of course a friend of mine, to come onto the podcast and uh, and then I think she kept asking him to be on his podcast and she was finally on high school slumber party. So way to go, Nicole, you broke down Brian and then Hannah and her sister, the most recent that we did for Thanksgiving controversial Woody Allen, but of course, nonetheless, a terrific, terrific film. So those are all the episodes that Brian was on. And I just wanted to really just say those and recognize those because He's uh, a really important person in my life and uh, really encouraging and uh, just makes making this podcast uh, better and making me me feel better about it. So thank you, Brian. Uh, other repeat guests, Joe Two. I said John Harden already. I said Dave Sedantis and then Brian Wadsworth. So those are all the people that I've had on multiple times and of course i i know just from seeing all the other movie episodes that i've done of those 40 guests that i said that i've had i uh i need to have a lot of those guys back on and you know i i just i can be my own worst enemy sometimes and like i said before i, I like to keep it as fresh as possible but it's just these i've gotten a lot of great compliments when, when i had uh, my girlfriend danielle on for i love you man People were like, oh, we, we loved it. It was really fun just hearing you guys and your banter. And that's because we have, you know, we're in a relationship. And I, I forget sometimes that that's also the fun aspect of listening to a podcast is because, of course, I have a rapport with Brian, with Joey, with Manzi. And so I need to have on you know, those other guests that I've only had on once need to have them back on again. So thank you guys for being a part of the foodie films family. I love you all. We're getting sappy here. People, if I'm not coming back until maybe Valentine's day, I gotta be sappy. Just some other ideas I wanted to share with you guys. And I really, I appreciate whenever you reach out. And so if you, if you haven't yet, please Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. I, I am I am doing this podcast for myself, 
for sure in in multiple ways i just i like talking i'm a chatty kathy i love movies i love food but then i also i love meeting these people and i love getting a reason to talk movies with people or to talk to people about themselves and hearing their stories but of course I am creating this for other people to listen to, and so I would love your input. And so some things I'm thinking for when I come back, and this isn't all stuff I'm going to be doing right away because we are, thank God that there is, you know, the vaccines are going out there. Uh, and I, I, I know people, my mom herself has gotten part one of the vaccine. I know a handful of other people that have all those healthcare workers, all those frontline people. So thank you to them. And I hope everything goes smoothly with the vaccine. But uh, of course, we're still living in a pandemic world. So not going to be able to do all these things right away. But I I do want to do more videos. I I, uh, with with my video background you know i'm a freelance videographer i i I should be creating more stuff and again i can be my own worst enemy and thinking that i have to you know the the caliber the level of these videos but you know as far as your your vloggers that are out there now i'm not hating on anybody but they just you know i just need to be creating more stuff so and food is such a visual medium come on like who who are we kidding here so definitely want to start creating some more videos, you know, whether it's, it's cooking something, talking to an owner or a chef, or just grabbing a bite to eat or drink with a buddy, you know, like that's, those are, those are the various beautiful moments of food and drink. So I just should start uh, documenting those more and, and maybe, maybe, you know, creating a better something on uh, like how I released that video it was more because of the length of it, but how I release it on IGTV, doing more of that. Of course, there is the YouTube channel, but just, uh, you know, making the content available for people. I want to revisit movies we've covered already. And I know you're thinking again, Kyle, you haven't covered Chef. You haven't covered Harold and Kumar Goes to White Castle. There's I mean, there's a bun- bunch of others that great foodie films that I haven't covered yet, but at the same time, I have people saying, oh man, I really want to talk that movie. And I'm like, well, I, I did already. But you know what? Just the same as, like I was saying before, with having repeat guests, repeating the movies, if it's with a different guest, it's going to be a different conversation. So that's an idea I have definitely. And this is obviously once we're out of the pandemic, I want to do more live events. Uh, the amazing celebration for brian's high school slumber party how he went to yonkers brewing that was such a terrific thing he did for his 100th episode and i'm jealous that i can't do something like that for this but you know he he had me come on and i did an episode of foodie films where i got to talk with the owner john rubo and that was that was really fun and it was fun having a live audience and maybe we didn't talk a, a foodie film scene but then i got to do a q a which was really it, i i had a great time so whether that's at some local breweries or maybe when and this is of course something i've been talking to or talking about for a long time another city takeover Foodies, let me know, and I'll, and I'll and I'll do an official like a uh, polling or something like that on social media. But I'm thinking Asheville, I'm thinking Portland, Maine, I'm thinking Dallas, I'm thinking Los Angeles, I'm thinking Philadelphia. That's definitely more realistic right now with the lack thereof travel. 
both episodes that I've uh, I've had Brian Wadsworth on, we've talked a lot of the Philly food scene. So I want to explore that. I need to explore that. And what better way to do that with a with a city takeover and and doing a handful of uh, first cut episodes. Those are the main ideas, guys. I I just I I want to step up the content. The of course always you know maintain the quality, if not obviously elevate it as well. But just uh, create more content because I I do have a fun time doing it, and I I think you guys are enjoying it. So please. Let me know if there's any ideas you guys have that you, you'd like me to do. There is, uh, I, I posted on Instagram. It was something silly. I found a bunch of things that say, uh, whatever your, what's that? Your, your horoscope, not, not horoscope. What are those called? Astrological, you know, signs. So I'm a Gemini point being, and the most recent one was what's your winter comfort food. According to your astrological, uh, sign. And mine is what was instant ramen, which uh, I, I say fun fact. I don't know if it's a fun fact. Maybe it's a Kyle Snapple fact. And it's that I've never had instant ramen. So uh, someone that I went to grew up with, went to uh, you know middle school with and uh, high school with, he was just like, dude, you got to do like an instant ramen taste test. That's a cool idea. I like it. I definitely will do it. I'll make a little video of it and you guys will be able to watch it. So any ideas like that, the smallest to the biggest idea, let me know. I am all ears. Okay, so this hasn't been the most traditional episode, of course, but it wouldn't be foodie films if we didn't talk some foodie film scenes. And since this is coming out, this is, you know, the Christmas episode, I just wanted to rattle off some famous Christmas scenes. Some we've covered, some we've haven't. Of course, there's the Buddy the Elf, the syrup and spaghetti, that whole, I, I know already on like Binging with Babish, I've uh, an Instagram account, Blondes Who Eat, that I follow. They've done it. It's just that sloppy, it's like chocolate syrup and, uh, you know, regular maple syrup and uh, marshmallows. And then, of course, in like pasta and spaghetti uh which buddy the elf just loves his sugar he is an elf from the north pole and then just even i mean that movie has a couple of great food scenes i love i love will ferrell and that's a young will ferrell this movie and this is a young john favreau directing this movie came out in 2003 so we're talking uh, this is john favreau's second feature film this is after you know, directing uh this is after made this is will ferrell who what I think this is the same year as old school, so this is pre Anchorman and just Will Ferrell in Elf. And I also think, I mean, of course, I, I, you know, I'm 33, and so I mean, I don't have, you know, I don't have kids yet, so I, I'm not watching a whole lot of new Christmas movies, but I just feel like they're all kind of, I don't know crappy like uh streaming service romance kind of christmas movies like i always said up until elf i always said like the last like really good christmas movie to come out was the santa claus and then elf elf really in my mind and guys let me know let me know if what, what you're thinking but the, you know elf is like the last i don't know it became a real holiday classic in my mind it just will ferrell and the the going in and congratulating them for the best cup of coffee that movie is a holiday classic but also you can watch it any time of year because it is just downright 
hilarious. Uh, the Chinese dinner, Christmas story, maybe not the most PC per se, but a Christmas story. What a weird movie. I mean, it's a movie. I know, I know I'm not original in this thought, but I remember growing up and thinking the movie was a lot older than it was because it is a period piece and it just had that vibe to it, but it's so hilarious and definitely a Christmas classic. And that Chinese dinner. I mean, you know, if a dinner goes wrong, Chinese restaurants are always open. Go get a really good Chinese dinner. Home Alone. So many. Look what you did, you little jerk. Uh, cheese, cheese pizza. Well, that's Home Alone too. But he orders cheese pizza in both movies. Uh, the Did I say two? Make it three. So many great food scenes. Advent calendar and Bad Santa. That was just, I was flipping through uh, YouTube TV the other day and caught Bad Santa. Another a Christmas movie, but you could watch that. That movie is so dark and so funny. You could watch that any time of year. And then The Roast Beast. And Hey, started this by saying kind of like the holiday cartoon classics. Does it really get any more classic than how the Grinch stole Christmas and the roast beast? I haven't seen the Benedict Cumberbatch one, but I know it's also in the Jim Carrey live action one. So I feel like that's always the roast beast is always a big part of how the Grinch stole Christmas. But I want to play a specific scene for you right now. And that is the dinner scene from Christmas Vacation. Since I'm taking my own little Christmas vacation, I I need to hear Clark Griswold talk to his family. And it's 2020, and I I, I know we're all thinking it. It's been a pretty shitty year for a lot of people in many ways. And so I think this scene just perfectly sums up kind of the end of the year and just a the weird vibe that's just been going on and unfortunately you know for many people not being able to see all their family in general and especially at the holidays and how tough it is and this scene this movie is just so quirky and i mean it's chevy chase he's he's a comedy legend and next to the original vacation, I mean, this is pro- this has to be the best. Or people might think this is the best one to each their own. So here we go. Gonna play the Christmas vacation dinner scene. Before we begin, since this is Aunt Bethany's 80th Christmas, I think she should lead us in the saying of grace. Great. Oh. <laughs> Uh, what, dear? Grace! Grace! She passed away 30 years ago. They want you to say grace. The blessing! I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. 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 Catherine, this turkey tastes half as good as it looks. 
I think we're all in for a very big treat. <laughs> Save the neck for me, Clark. Okay, Eddie. Crying. Oh, I told you we put it in too early. Oh, it's just a little dry. It's fine. I told you. Here's the heart. I pledge allegiance to the flag. <laughs> oh. Grace, they want you to say grace, the blessing. I think that's the dad from, uh, that's also in in Mouse Hunt, which is uh, a ridiculous kind of foodie film that I know we'll, we'll cover on this podcast eventually. But anyway, that scene, it's a classic. The whole film is classic. I mean, cu- Cousin Eddie, save the neck for me, Clark. Oh. God, when that bird pops open and the steam escaping just because of how dried up it is and and the crunching sound from them all just trying to. I mean, we've uh, never to that level, and I shouldn't say we've all been there, but I feel like the holidays, there's just always so many dishes and something goes wrong. Hopefully it doesn't go wrong with the main, you know, with the main uh, food, like the turkey in this scene. Hopefully, hopefully you guys have never experienced that, but boy that's just what a perfect i mean such a perfect movie perfect comedy and a perfect scene and but it's also it's offbeat and it's just i mean you know clark the situation keeps getting it's like almost like a ben stiller movies i don't know is is there a name for that genre where the situation just keeps getting worse and worse and i feel like chevy chase just mastered that and pioneered that genre that that style of comedy for so many people that came after him well foodies i've been talking for nearly well, let me see, almost uh, at least uh, 40 minutes now so I, I i hope you've enjoyed my uh boy we got some history of foodie films in there we got some love and appreciation we got some ideas for the future we got some classic christmas food scenes in there Uh, and is there anything else to say and boy this is the first time i'm saying it guys besides of course explaining it to every single guest because i haven't found a perfect way of explaining it yet but without further ado foodies happy holidays merry christmas happy new years and remember there's more to cut Yummy, 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 I got love in my tummy And I feel like I'm loving you Love you such a sweet thing, good enough to